My name is Lakshtata, and this is Umid Factory, a podcast about hope, how to find it, create it, rebuild it in a post-pandemic India. In every episode of this show, I'll be talking to experts and leaders from diverse industries, people much smarter than me, as we explore answers to two key questions. Where do we go from here, and how do we find, create, rebuild hope within ourselves to get us there? This is episode two, where my guest is Amit Govind, head of social media and internal communications at Tata Consultancy Services. TCS is the second largest Indian company by market capitalization and employs over 450,000 people across 46 countries. Before joining TCS, Amit was regional head of digital practice at Perfect Relations, which is now a part of the Dentsu Aegis Network. He's worked with clients such as Coca-Cola India, Unilever, Air India, and Godrej, just to name a few. At DCS, Amit is responsible for the company's social media strategy, reimagining workplace communications through new platforms, and DCS's overall brand reputation in the social space. I had a chat with Amit over Zoom to understand how DCS is disrupting workplace culture and reimagining collaboration and communication in this post-pandemic world. Here is my conversation with Amit Govind. Thank you, Laksh. Thank you for having me on your show. Um, uh, I, uh, I head uh, social media and internal communications at Tata Consultancy Services. So my primary role uh, is to look at how can we amplify, publish, news around our brand uh, and more importantly uh, kind of manage our entire online reputation uh, in terms of the kind of work which we do uh, in terms of uh, the kind of customers which we have uh, project our thought leadership uh, piece uh, especially on the social media uh, platform you know i also uh, uh, look after internal communications and that's a very exciting piece, uh, given that TCS is uh, almost a four lakh plus uh, company now uh, in terms of employees. Talking to our employees uh, through our uh, internal communication platforms, such as our intranet, and also through different various platforms, which we have invested in over the years, uh, even for that matter, our own social network, MS Teams uh, live channels. My my other role is also to reimagine workplace communication. So that's what I do uh, as far as social and internal communications is concerned. It's very exciting. It's 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 really fantastic being here. And you know, I I do want to delve uh, deeper into some of those aspects as we have this conversation. But the, the I want to start with uh, turning back the clock a little bit because we are. We're recording this around in uh, exactly in mid-July and everyone who is listening to this, everyone I'm sure around the world knows that the last quarter and the last three, four months have been truly unprecedented. So I want to start with, you know, just turning back the clock to around, uh, around March when things really got uh, serious in India. When the whole lockdown situation got started, how did um when all of that was announced like what did 
you and your fellow TCSers, like how did you respond to what you were seeing and what were some of those initial thoughts and conversations? So I have to be honest, right? Um, because um, when the whole lockdown situation began, uh, I, f- f- at least for me personally, uh, and of course my extended team, we all were wondering that probably this is a short term measure uh, and it is going to be a temporary one. Uh, so we were mentally prepared, uh, you know, uh, for a period to kind of mentally prepared to kind of go through the whole lockdown for for a period of 45 days or a month. And we were really looking forward to kind of then uh, getting back to our normal life, going to office and things like that. The second thing which, you know, we wanted to kind of, which, which, which immediately happened was, of course, you know, the whole organization kind of immediately swung into action. Employee welfare and employee well-being was the most important criteria, was the most important area which we wanted to kind of look at. All our communication, and because I handle the central uh, aspect of the communication as far as our organization is concerned, everything was being managed centrally in terms of, uh, you know, communicating the employee welfare, talking about how to kind of manage within the current circumstances. Uh, The entire communication we had to plug uh, completely uh, in the virtual space. So we were kind of very well prepared to work 24 by 7 to make these things happen, to kind of uh, move from uh, what we were doing initially, uh, having a clear 9 to 6 role. Uh, and uh, more importantly, we were very keen to also look at newer initiatives and things like that. So uh, so that you know we are able to kind of keep our employee spirits up that's how we kind of adapted to the whole situation. Uh, we, I, I did see a lot of employee bonding, a lot of stronger sense of purpose in the initial 45 days. I, I did see, uh, you know, a lot of employees coming together to get into humanitarian service and lots of uh, action. It also comes from the values which we have as a brand, as the Tata brand, right? And then, of course, you know, uh, 45 days passed, uh, you know, we entered into a two-month lockdown phase and things like that. And slowly it started, uh, you know, kind of, it was very clear that this is it, uh, you know, this is in for a very long haul. Uh, we had to then adapt uh, to the new normal. Like, so I'm sure you must have kind of heard this from a lot more other companies and organizations and leaders. Uh, I think if you ask me, uh, productivity definitely uh, went up. Uh, as far as uh, you know, my team and my immediate circle is concerned. For some reason, I see uh, the productivity pretty high even after four five months of lockdown. It is probably because of a very radical shift which we all have experienced in the kind of work which we are doing, in the way we are working. Maybe time will only tell if this is going to be uh, the way it is. Maybe it needs more empirical evidence uh, over a period of twelve months or. <laughs> more than 12 months Um, yeah so that's something which we did observe yeah the uh um, i don't think i've mentioned this to you before but i actually have two my cousin he lives in sydney and his wife they both work at tcs in sydney (laughs) that's wonderful so i i kind of uh which jumps into my next question okay which is about the whole uh work from home culture so Uh my cousin and his wife they have a one-year-old I think he's about almost uh, one and a half now. So I, so I know, you know, what it's like to 
work from home, seeing them having a child at this age. <laughs> so I kind of want to <laughs> tackle that, that topic of this whole WFH work from home, which, you know, uh, being such a large organization, I'm sure was a, a very unique challenge to, to work on. So how did that, um, I guess, how did those conversations come about that this is going to become the way of life, as you said, for a long but at least, you know, we see at least, you know, like you said, a few months or 2020, all of 2020. And what were the, what are some of the things you've noticed in through your role as the, you know, uh, being there for internal communication, when people are discussing what it's like to now have this new way of working? Right. So I think uh, in the initial days, you know, when we used to speak to each other uh, over Teams, uh, Microsoft Teams, Zoom, or, you know, I mean, we use a we use a lot of Microsoft Teams, uh, you know, within our organization. So, uh, mm-hmm. at least I remember uh, in the initial days we used to ask each other, you know, so how are you doing? Hope everything's fine, uh, you know. Uh, and then there was a genuine interest to know. But now I think uh, in the last four, I mean, after four five months, given that there's a new normal, I think those pleasantries have a kind of slowly diminished. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you just want to get to work and you just want to kind of start your day and uh, move on. Uh, So that's one. Uh, (laughs) I mean, that's a little on a lighter note. But I think if you ask me the biggest, uh, the biggest change, which I have observed, uh, you know, for at least from my role uh, point of view, uh, is uh, acceleration, uh, you know, as far in in terms of culture. Uh, you know, I'm sure you must have seen a lot of memes, a lot of, uh, you know, which basically speak about how COVID has actually accelerated digital transformation in organizations, which was indeed is true. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, but I have also observed an acceleration in terms of culture. I've always believed that culture in an organization cannot be defined. Uh, you know, uh, in the past, certain organizations did try to kind of create a framework of culture, etc. I think organization, if you ask me, culture in organizations is mainly dependent on people right uh, and it comes from the top and then kind of it percolates to the middle management and then therefore the other employees and associates in the last three months this kind of an acceleration as far as culture is concerned and it has come from the top it has come from leadership for a, for a long time uh, you know uh, a lot of uh, universities publications like hbr etc spoke about empathy in organization uh, and many other new age concepts, uh, you know, uh, which were probably unheard of in the mid 90s or but with the whole startup culture, you know, we have seen a completely new way of uh, management, completely new era of thinking. Uh, and I have seen this kind of thinking uh, more to fruition in the last three months. So I feel that, you know, probably it it was it was always there. Uh, it's just that it was be it was probably never implemented. And I think took a pandemic for all of us to uh, kind of, you know, accelerate this implementation in some way. So just to give you an example, you know, as soon as the whole pandemic began and things like that, we believe, we felt that there was a need to start an, our own internal channel. Uh, and we launched mm-hmm. a channel called One TCS uh, within our organization. It's a live event channel where every Friday, every Tuesday, we have different personalities coming and they talk to us. So we've had like people, people like John T. Rhodes, we've had top chefs, we've had, you know, singers like Jonathan Gandhi, we've had astronauts from NASA. These are the kind of things which were probably unheard of in large organizations such as ours, you know, 
when when i say unheard of it was probably unheard of as a as a as a global as a central uh, you know uh, platform right uh, of course being a large organization several of the activities happen in different uh, happens in different campuses mm-hmm. uh, but but i think when you do when you launch such initiatives when you move uh, you know the whole organization into a certain direction and that is what i feel, that is what i mean when i say you know it's it's a complete acceleration of culture uh, a positive culture and then of course we also had the virtual leadership town hall where all our top leaders came together to kind of address our employees i mean that was that was truly amazing if you if you ask me uh, you know which i think is a huge step as far as uh, you know our organization is concerned and i think this will continue even in the post pandemic world uh, what has have been tested i think is just brilliant yeah how did you you know over these last few months because you've been in the company for a few years now how did you feel that you had to adapt your work ethic your you know uh, leadership skills and things like that during this time as you adapted to what is now your you know new role in during this time laksh i think in the initial days there wasn't much much of a time to kind of think through thinking through in terms of adapting to the new normal right mm-hmm. personally i was uh, i was reacting uh, you know the whole situation mm-hmm. and uh, i was responding to whatever was coming my way however there were couple of uh, areas where we had to kind of rethink the whole approach in terms of how we are going to do it how are we going to communicate uh, because we also realized that when you are communicating to your employees and your associates because the situation is ever changing the situation is kind of rapidly moving from one uh, place to the other because of the size uh, of our employees workforce because of the kind of uh, you know geography spread which we have it wasn't easy for us to kind of uh, talk to all our employees communicate uh, you know what was going on and things like that so i think we we had to disrupt our own style of working and we also had to create smaller disruptions within the organization uh, you know we we decided that we will probably start treating our employees uh, more like a market so we we decided that we will start using uh, other F- Uh, channels such as social media app notifications and things like that uh, you know to kind of talk to our employees so that you know we are able to the the communication messages and the things which we want to kind of communicate zoom in much more faster uh, compared to our old systems mm-hmm. entire inside was simply driven by one factor that there is a way we have communicated in the past that's no more going to work employees are completely in a different zone in different geographies in different time zones uh, we need to start treating mm-hmm. employee base just like any brand would consider that as a market uh, so you know uh, talk to your employees through different means even if it means investing in external platforms to talk to our employees that's that that was the that was the that was the trick so we simply adopted a very solid marketing strategy when it comes to our employee communication and that's how we are kind of uh, you know this is what kind of dawned upon us especially after the pandemic whether people have been to business school uh, or not no matter how many years you've been at a in a leadership position there's there's no way to prepare for something like this as a leader so what have you seen when it came to these uh, these messages and these these town halls that the company was having how did you have what have you noticed to be some of the changes in their leadership styles 
and how they were communicating to to their teams i think it became a lot more informal mm. uh, certain uh, certain layers and silos were dissolved uh, and uh, it became a lot more informal in terms of the whole setting in terms of the whole speech in terms of the whole language it became a lot more uh, i would say simplified mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, and it became uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of genuine emotion there was a lot of empathy inbuilt uh, and i think it uh, especially for leaders i think it really came from a uh, came from a place where there was a realization that look we are all in it uh, you know together so let's just support each other and let's just move uh, let's just be strong and let's try and overcome i guess that is the kind of behavioral change uh, in terms of the leadership also something which i observed i see this as a as a trend now in in some way uh, when the whole social media began especially with linkedin mm-hmm. you know i did observe that there were several changes which were brought in uh, by social media platforms as, as well uh, in terms of the way leaders leaders were we can name so many leaders out there mm-hmm. right from microsoft leadership satya nadella even in homegrown companies like marico uh, you know godrej you know even for that matter mr going anand mahindra so many of them are there right mm-hmm. so earlier before the pandemic you could actually count okay that yes these are the set of leaders but now i'm beginning to feel that you know uh, more and more leaders are adopting that style right. more and more leaders are uh, you know kind of moving in this particular rate and i think this is going to be this is going to stay mm-hmm. and i think this is going to be the new uh, normal the uh, so i follow the life at tcs twitter account yeah one of the things that i noticed a couple of weeks ago was this uh, you, you mentioned the concept of one tcs there was a i believe a talent hunt that you shared that tcs did during this lockdown so how did something like that uh, come about uh, we realized as many different personalities started coming in they started talking to us you know uh, our cmo uh, and my immediate supervisor mm-hmm. my boss she realized that you know if you ask us if, you know if if as 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 far as our organization is concerned with the kind of talent pool we have with the kind of employee base across 146 locations we have we will have an abundance of talent when it comes to different categories such as singing performing arts and things like that so she said that why not kind of offer this platform to our employees finally they are our mm-hmm. brand ambassadors they are our advocates so and so we all thought it was a brilliant idea and we said okay fine you know uh, this is we are like i said we are in this for a long time so for a, it's it's a long term mm-hmm. game uh, you know so why not launch something called the one tcs talent and kind of take this and give the this platform which we have created within the organization for you know to our employees so that they can kind of perform they can kind of showcase their talent we have so much so much of talent internally and you know there is it's 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 like every if you go to chennai in one of our campuses or if you go to pune or if you go to any of our hyderabad campuses or even for that matter in uh, you know in in europe you know you will find a huge amount of infectious energy always so so we probably thought it was the right time to harness all this uh, in in the right in the in the truest sense of uh, you know way and kind of provide a platform mm-hmm. to our employees and um, you know uh, uh, start a start a 
talent show called One TCS Talent Hunt. Uh, so it's been doing very well. Uh, in fact, we had to extend our, uh, you know, uh, right. date uh, to 20th of July. We already received thousand, wow. thousand plus entries. We are, I think we will probably cross, you know, a, a certain mark by this weekend for sure. So, yeah. So that was the whole idea. And like I said, you know, accelerating the company culture. We could not have imagined something like this uh, before. But with the whole virtual space, uh, with the whole pandemic, uh, you know, every every process, every thing which we've been doing is being reimagined, and uh, you know, helping employees to cope uh, with uh, with 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 their environment and with with the way things are. Um, I think uh, you know the times are not good, but uh, these are these are some of the things which we can do. Some of the initiatives which we can take, you know, to keep our employees together. Uh, yeah, so the talent hunt is towards that step itself mm-hmm. you know as, as i mentioned to you when we decided to have this chat that the whole concept of this show is to talk about hope and think of how we're going to maintain or create or or rebuild hope into people's lives and belonging to such a such a large organization that is itself you know people like it's the size of a small nation in a way, which means it comes with a lot of diversity in terms of uh, the kinds of people that uh, work at TCS. So I'm wondering what you think uh, being part of such a, an organization that is seen as a leader in not just in India, but worldwide, what do you feel is going to be the future of the workplace and the workforce? And what do you hope is uh, going to happen next? There are a lot of uh, research studies and news items which have been published uh, as far as, uh, you know, future of work is concerned. Uh, but it's only the other day I was talking to a colleague of mine, uh, you know, uh, and I very strongly feel uh, that the future of work will be all about uh, collaborative projects, uh, uh, all executed in a flexible mm-hmm. manner uh, through a flexible workforce. And it may not be, and this may not be uh, applicable to all the industries, uh, but certain, of course, uh, tech uh, knowledge-driven industries, especially typical silos, organizational designations, all those things might just dissolve. I think what will happen is, uh, you know, they will people will be no people will be valued for their skills uh, more than their designations uh, and more than uh, what they have studied the future of education in fact will also be redefined in some while there will be universities which will start which will be awarding degrees uh, but i think uh, in the future there will be large organizations also who will be awarding skill certificates uh, i'm already seeing that uh, change when it comes to uh, organizations such as google linkedin uh, and few other organizations right you know the whole concept of experience letter will be uh, will be gone uh, there will be a skill letter when you leave the organization <laughs> you know so i feel uh, and what will happen is that you know uh, people will uh, you know you will have a certain set of employees uh, and you will be using different sorts of teams different sorts of employees to you know uh, kind of execute a project execute a certain task assignment and then they will again move back to their places. So they will come together and they will kind of disperse in some way. For that particular period of time, they will be nominated leaders 
and managers. Uh, but in the, in, in the normal work life, they will not be your managers and leaders. So the concept of appraisal will also change. So I feel that the, there will be a huge radical shift in the way we will be working uh, as far as future of work will be concerned. Uh, more skill-based, flexi-work, flexi-time. And as you acquire more skills, you will have more credits, uh, you know, in terms of your work mm -hmm. profile. And that's how you will be valued, uh, irrespective of age, irrespective of, you know, the amount of tenure which you have had in the organization. Yeah, that sounds actually quite, quite hopeful. I think that we, we that's exactly what I was, uh, I was hoping for as an answer, because it, it sounds like not only is there is there is there very a huge potential for for innovation in those aspects but it sounds like it will lead not yeah. just to new opportunities but to better ways of execution yeah better ways of yeah. see also i think uh, the reason i am i'm also very confident and i feel very positive about this future is because see i mean earlier if you asked me uh, see today you information is everywhere but uh, you know it's abs absolutely in abundance uh, but knowledge is not and i think uh, that's where the whole challenge is right uh, more and more as information gets democratized uh, you know it mm -hmm. gets kind of simplified uh, you know knowledge becomes all the more valuable skill based future is what is going to be valued more i'm i'm pretty kicked about the fact that probably the next generation uh, my son or even for that matter my you know, my, my neighbor's son, they don't have to go to uh, a daughter. They don't have to go to a university. They might have to go to, they might have to graduate from a university by Google or Facebook or LinkedIn. Right, right. We are already seeing some example in uh, the kind of work which we do. Even for that matter, the kind of work which, let's say, a, a, a startup called Zoho, which is actually India's unicorn. They also have Zoho University. Pretty interesting in the times, the times which you're living in. It's going to seriously change. When you mentioned the thing of uh, getting a degree from Google, it reminds me, you know, when I've visited yeah. the Google or Facebook or LinkedIn campus in the US, it's called a campus because it looks like yeah. a university. It, it, it functions yeah. like a university <laughs> practically now. It's, but instead of paying to learn, you're being paid to learn. Yeah. <laughs> well, Amit, uh, thank you so much for, for being on, on Umid Factory. I really appreciate your time and sharing all this insight and my uh, my closing for for this show is you know the sign off is i wish you hope so i i wish you hope on uh, on this journey that you're on especially uh with with work from home and all this the new wave that uh dcs is going to be a part of it i'm very excited to see what happens thank you so much Laksh. it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, yeah, um, I'm really hoping, uh, like as like you said, you know, times will change. Things will be a lot more positive once this is behind us. Thank you so much, Lunch. Thank you for listening to this episode. While I still have your attention, I want to talk to you about this podcast, Partner in Hope, the Salam Balak Trust an organization in Delhi NCR that for the last 30 years has been working to improve the lives of street children. If you want to join the Umid Factory community in creating hope, I urge you to check out the Salam Balak Trust on their website, salambalaktrust.com. For just 500 rupees, 
you can help provide sanitation kits to these children during this time. If you can give more, they have other options as well. You can pay for a child's meals, their education, their healthcare, or just a general donation to the organization to support their many programs. And if you can't afford to donate right now, that's completely okay. All I ask of you then is that you share this episode with someone you know and spread the word about the work that the Salam Balak Trust is doing. That's it for this episode of Amit Factory. Thank you for listening. Please follow or subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. You can also follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Amit Factory. And you can send me your stories of hope at umeetfactory at gmail.com. My name is Lakshdatta and I wish you hope.